welcome to the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hogan. As someone who grew up in a pretty scarce environment and came out of college with a lot of debt, stuff, and insecurity, I thought that was just the lot I had to deal with in life. After several years of this, I decided that there had to be another way and gave away over half of my stuff, started working on my debt, and began looking at things through a lens that focused on my values and not what I thought others thought I should be doing. This podcast is all about the journey that happens from wanting to wealthy, and I'm so glad you decided to be part of it. Thank you to all of my current and future Patreon supporters. Patreon tiers start as little as a dollar a month, and depending on the tier you choose, you can get discounts to upcoming events and workshops, as well as being part of the community of individuals and families working to change their money story through actions, support, and accountability. If you're ready to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy. This month's podcast guest is Tracy Rodriguez. She's the owner of the newly constructed app and web platform Heal with Tracy. Tracy is a mother of two, lives in the Pacific Northwest, and truly believes in helping empower others to heal themselves. Please welcome Tracy Rodriguez. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us on the Wanting to Wealthy podcast this month. Um on the first, I actually recorded the um, talk I did for your pain warriors a couple of months ago, and um, and talking about the connection between health and 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 finances and money. And um, I was thinking, you know, I should just have Tracy come on and tell us about her business and her story, um, and just be able to uh, continue that conversation. Um, yeah, that's, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, how about you start by just telling us about you and your business? Sure. So I'm Tracy Rodriguez. I am a corrective exercise specialist. And we actually just took a big shift with our business. We did run a, compre- a comprehensive, holistic program to help people conquer chronic pain And when the economy switched, it really seemed like people needed something much more accessible, something that really meets their needs right now since things are so expensive. And so we switched to doing a virtual pain relief membership where, you know, people can access a holistic pain relief program and coaching support at starting at $5 a month. So that's a big shift that we just went through. And um, yeah, people are loving it. And it's been a really interesting, but also really positive shift to be seeing for people. Would you say that that shift was mostly money driven? Absolutely. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> um, it was definitely money driven, but it also has brought forth a lot of other benefits that you only see through these things that you're kind of forced into doing. So when we did make that change, I've also seen so many people who couldn't afford our services before now saying, I'm so relieved that I can actually gain access to this. It's more accessible. It's so easily attained on their phones. Um, So we've seen a lot of positive things coming from that decision. 
And um, why why did you start your company in the first place? What really caused you to to work on being a corrective exercise specialist? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So you know my story, Ashley, that when I was, um, I was just a personal trainer at the time. I was hit by a semi truck. I had recovered. And then about a year later, I, uh, the injury relapsed and it put me into bed for a year. Um, nobody knew why I wasn't healing. I went to the chiropractor. I went to the PT. Who didn't I go see? Like I went to the, you know, massage therapist, the acupuncturist, all of whom were incredible, but they weren't fixing my issue. And I wasn't being set up in a way where I could cut the ties so that I didn't need them anymore. It was just getting worse with temporary relief and I would keep having to come back. So it became really expensive. It became really arduous for our personal lives. Um, I wasn't able to work at the time. It was just really, you know, hard season. And through that, I took the time since I was in bed anyways, to become a corrective exercise specialist. I really dug deep to become the expert. I healed my own body. And now I get to take other people through that same process, answering the questions and filling in the gaps of why. Why is this pain still sticking around? It doesn't have to. There's logic behind it. So let's let's fix these root issues that nobody else is addressing. So that's a really rewarding and fulfilling piece of my journey now through that hardship. It's kind of been brought full circle to be able to see other people heal. And I got to actually be one of those people who worked with you a couple of years ago. And, and I really had the same, um, background. I had had an injury. I wasn't expecting to. Of course, I was 18 when I did it, so I didn't want to heal. And and then I went through that financial cycle of, can I afford to do this? Okay, I can afford it this month, so I'm going to go to the chiropractor, which kind of sort of gives us relief. And then it's... um it's back and it's not being fixed. And at least in my experience, um, that's kind of our healthcare system. Um, and we're not really getting to the root cause and actually fixing us so we can get out of that pain cycle, financial strife cycle to then actually move forward and be more functional people in the world. It's so hard for me to find a balance when I'm talking about it in public to not really dog our system because there are so many amazing heart-driven practitioners within that system who are really good at what they do, but the system is built in a way to keep you coming back so that you keep paying it money so that it can sustain itself. So it's never something where I want to be, you know, saying like any practitioner has that idea in mind. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, or in our program, we would have physical therapists come onto the staff and be so relieved that they weren't bogged down by the way that the system was set up. They were like, oh my gosh, I finally get to support people in the way that they need to be supported. So I think that's a lot of like how people are feeling within the field. But yeah, it's set up so that you have to keep coming back. You have to keep paying money. And that's really how our educational system is set up too, from you know medical school. But the way that things are set up is like, let's make this a sustainable system because no money, no system. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately that's how our, our kind of our finances sit as well. We were not given that basic level of what I expect to be a basic level of knowledge with our finances. So then we're, we're kept in that same, in another site type of cycle with credit, uh, credit card debt, things like that. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is, is you're really getting down to the root cause. So then 
there's more to life than just managing the pain. Yeah. Yeah, there's more to life. And I think people can be really confused about what this looks like on the other side of chronic pain. I think that people think that that means that I'm saying that there's some magical solution that means you never have pain again, or saying that, you know, like, here's a magic pill. And after you take this, you will never have pain. And that's not the expectation that I ever want to set for someone. Instead, we want to build people up so that they are the experts, so that they finally know the whys and the hows, so that when things start popping up, which they absolutely 100% will, they know what's going on, they know exactly what to do about it, and they're able to turn this into something they have power over instead of the pain having power over them and them having to consistently rely on another practitioner just for temporary relief. So that's really what it looks like to conquer chronic pain instead of thinking of it as like, this rainbows and meadows type of thing where you never have pain again. It's really having this connection with your body that you've never had before, where you can heal from the inside out and respond to your body as it talks to you and know what to do. And in a way that your body actually knows how to respond so that the pain doesn't spiral out of control. And so that it doesn't take up, like one of my clients has said, mental real estate. Like, you know, for me, I used to live in chronic pain Pain does not take up mental real estate for me at all anymore. Does it exist? It absolutely exists. It pops up. I have little flares. I have things go on. I know exactly why they happen. I know exactly what to do about it when they pop up. And then it goes away. And then it's not this huge ordeal that's taken over my life and my job and, you know, everything else. Yeah, I can throw my own story in there where before I had started working with you, I spent about nine months going to weekly chiropractor visits and um, not sitting. Like, imagine your life. Imagine how many times you sit throughout the day and not sitting for nine months. I either had to stand or I had to be laying down because I couldn't physically sit and I have no idea what it was that I had done. And then after getting to work through your program and learning how to um how to listen to my body and know what's happening. Um, I fell a couple of years, uh, actually it's been almost a year now. I fell and, um, something that in my opinion shouldn't have caused a major flare up, but it did. I couldn't walk for three days, but it was only three days. I know exactly what happened. I know, knew how to fix it. Now, granted, I did call you and go, Hey, I don't know. Like you needed to give me the confidence to go. Yes, you do. You're fine. But, um, I knew what happened and something that would have taken me months and months and months to heal from took three days. Awesome. I love what you said there that it really is a lot of our healing is behavioral and that's never to blame the person in pain by any means. Like, you know, you're in pain there. You, this is not your fault that you are in pain. This is a really hard thing happening to you. There's a total difference there. But when you start to learn the tools then you have this opportunity to take ownership over the behaviors that can heal you, right? Like before then it's kind of like, okay, this is a whirlwind. I don't know what's going on. You gain all the tools, you gain the education, and then you can start to take ownership over your behaviors, ownership over what you do. And you do start to notice in that, that your mindset will be the foundation. I mean, I have had clients who, when the flare up came, I was coaching them through, Ashley. I was like, okay, this hap- this is a part of this. This is a part of rewiring your nervous system. You, you know, do the steps, do the steps, you know, the steps give, get some confidence in there. 
And I've had some clients say like, I don't believe that anymore. I'm in a flare. I guess I always will be in pain. Do you know what I mean? And then there are the other clients, and this is the majority, who say, okay, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to repeat that in the mirror every single day if I have to, that I can heal if I take the right steps. Because flares, even after you've healed a huge piece of your pain, flares are incredibly scary. And they will psych you out to just make you think that this is your body again. And if you get stuck in that psyche, you will not be able to take the steps to get out. And so it really is once you have the tools, a mindset game as well of like, this is my roadshow now. Like, this is my thing now. Like I can take the steps. My body will listen, but it's, it's definitely a journey from the inside out. Yeah, it's, it's shifting the conditioning that we've been taught that we don't have a lot of control over our body, our finances, our, you, our lives, whatever is happening and, and putting our self in a place of, I now have the tools to be able to make better choices. One of the things I always say is when you know better, you do better. And what is life if not learning and growing from our mistakes and our challenges and so on and so forth to do better. I love that. I really love that. And I can really relate to what you're saying about money too. It's very similar with both things, especially because there can be hard things that happen to you on the outside with money, right? Or with like you fall and that's not your fault. You fell, but being able to have those tools is essential. And then it takes it out of the whirlwind. You come out of the whirlwind and into a place of calm where you can take steps out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what, if you could sum up all the things we've talked about so far, what's really your, your mission with your business? My mission is to give women power over pain so that they can do what they love again. And honestly, my mission is to get that into the millions. Like I really want this to be like a, like a flood of pain relief into our system. Um, so I want to, this to, to really spread like wildfire to people who need it and to make it really accessible. You have a statistic on, um, how many people may be living in chronic pain right now. Oh, I should have prepped with this answer. I don't have the statistic, but it's so high. I mean, it really, it's very, very high. Um, but I didn't, I didn't keep that in my brain for this conversation. No worries. I didn't ask you to uh, prep that. I just thought about it as you were saying in the millions, which means leads me to believe there are in the millions of people who are living in some form of chronic pain right now because they don't know that there's another option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like you didn't mention what year your accident was, but it sounds like through these years, like your business has changed and transformed a lot. Could you kind of walk us through that and, and why these shifts, um, have occurred? Yeah. So I was hit by the semi-truck in 2014. I was, um, relapsed in that injury 2015 and then I would say 2016 is when I was able to come out of that and start personal training again, start kind of having a life again. 
um, and start doing more of the corrective exercise component. So it really has transformed to where I used to be doing both. I used to be like, okay, let's heal your pain and let's, you know, focus on the fitness component. And then I just realized one day, like, I remember I was working in a gym, you know, shortly after I came out of that season of recovery. And I realized every single day, every single session, the only thing I was asking people about was how their pain levels were. I was no longer even interested in anything else. I was like, okay, how are things feeling? And then I only started getting chronic pain, you know, clients, nobody else. And it started to kind of like flood into my calendar. Um, as time went on, I was like the chronic pain lady, you know, and then I just started seeing these magical things happen. I mean, truly magical where I think because I live in this body where I have to know, I have to know every moment what my body is going through so that I can live healed. I started seeing things and being able to point things out and get into things deeper than they'd ever experienced before. And it turned into this like kind of like aha moment every session and something really special was happening where I was just coming home every day to Michael, my husband and saying like, they're healing. Like, <laughs> I was just like, something really wild is happening where everybody is healing. Like, I was just so fired up about this amazing thing that was going on. Um, so then I, I left the gym, I went, you know, took the show on the road, and I became a personal kind of practitioner just doing the corrective exercise component. And at that time, I just decided, like I said, in my mission, okay, this needs to be something that is something that can really go wide rather than only doing one-on-one -on -one work. I really wanted to open this up so that I was training practitioners. I wanted to train physical therapists, occupational therapists. Like I really wanted to instill these things that I was seeing transform lives into the system that I saw so many issues with. And so that's when I opened up the work pain-free program and I started, you know, we started to scale and grow and it started with one person and then three and then five and then 10, like it started growing, um, was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I cannot even tell you. I think a lot of people know how much running a small business is hard, but then actually scaling a business is like a whole nother beast. And that was, that was a challenge within itself. Um, but then at that point, like I said, that's when that economic shift happened and we just saw a stop in people coming into the program. And like you said, it was definitely like, we just cannot keep the program running no matter what we wanted, but it did open up this opportunity to make accessible pain relief happen on a much wider scale. So as all hard things, it, you know, it brought together good, but we're really excited about how this is going to just help so much more people now. I like that um, when something outside of your control, in this case, the economy, um, made it to where what you were doing wasn't working, that you didn't just give up. You shifted. You looked at how can we do this differently where we can still support the mission that we're trying to support and the people that we're trying to support um, within the conditions that we've been given. Yeah. It's, it's a, I think something that's instilled when you have hardship earlier on, like, I, I don't know about you, but I do know that the, the trauma kiddos of the world will understand this, that it kind of sets this resiliency up and that, you know, I don't know. I think that my husband and I both, we just kind of were really armored up through things that we've already been through that when this hit, even though it was really hard and I know all my business 
people understand this, it was definitely like the mission goes on. Like we do whatever we can do, whatever we can control. And I think it's the same with money. Like we do what we can with what we can control. And then what we can't control, it might be hard. It might be whatever it is, but it's not really our business. Like just focus on what we can control and, and follow that intuitive mission that we have. Yeah, exactly. We get to, we get to choose how we respond to things we can't control. Um, and, and I mean, people who've listened to the podcast before has, they, they know I've, I've dealt with some trauma. I mean, my, um, I think there's levels of trauma that can also create, um, complacency. And, and that's kind of where I sat for a long time, um, with my mom being sick for, about 10 years of my life, she was diagnosed with cancer when I was 10 and then passed away when I was 19 and excuse me, nine and 19. Um, my brain was, was really running on the level of, is everyone alive today? Which is not a good standard, <laughs> but it was yeah. the standard that I lived on for a long time. And, uh, and then, so learning to push through and creating a new standard, a higher standard, um, maybe in, in your situation, and I'll ask you in a second, that it's that um, letting, that releasing of control a little bit from I'm working with every single client to now I'm asking the clients to do their own work as they're moving into this app, but then it's more scalable and we're, we're growing and developing through, through that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that leads into my next question, which is what have you learned uh, through these transfer transformations as a business owner and also as an individual? I would say that, you know, we're still in the thick of the, the difficulty, you know, and I think that a lot of people are feeling that now. Um, And I think that one of the hugest lessons has been peace and surrender and, focusing on what we can control and just trusting that, you know, things work out and that's for people in chronic pain. That's for people going through financial hardship. That's for people in whatever situation, like things will work out. Just kind of trusting that and being able to take steps moving forward, knowing that that's true. And I think that that's how you keep taking steps to move forward. And again, all of that all of that wouldn't really matter if you didn't have a mission in mind, whatever your mission is. And for me, it really is to see people heal from chronic pain so they can live their lives. And so, yeah, I think that just keeping that mission first and foremost in my mind and keeping gratitude and kind of all of those pieces are, are all lessons that have become a lot more real to me through this time. And I've, I've definitely thought to myself kind of on the daily, like, this is really happening for me. And, you know, it's been very hard, but like the hardships happen for us just as much as the good things do. I like that you also mentioned the gratitude and the the release of control. That's my uh, autopilot is to run back in and try and control everything I can, which obviously doesn't work at all, but I do my best to start controlling everything. And then I always end up in a place where things are really, um, forced and pushing rather than being able to to let go and be grateful even when we don't think the situation is what we want it to be or what we think it should be um and and getting to see what's on the other side of this hardship whatever that might be yeah absolutely 
Um, so how uh, do you, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit and, and ask you, how do you think that health and money uh, are, are related in our society? Such an important question, such an important question and something I'm very passionate about that with the way that the system is set up now, if we continue to just rely on everybody around us, instead of being able to take, you know, a balanced approach at, at power over our own health, it becomes this cycle of dependence where we're spending a lot of money and we're not set up to spend any less in the future. Like a lot of people who are going to those practitioner appointments over and over and over again, every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever it is, the root issue isn't being solved. And so the actual problem is just getting worse. And what's happening for many people is that they're going, they spend the money, they feel better for three days, and then the pain comes back and then they have to go back whenever it is that on their, you know, on their timeline, they go back. And so the way that it's setting this up is that they'll be spending tens of thousands of dollars in the future, if not more, once it comes time for surgery, once it comes time for the medication that's expensive that they have to take, the insurance doesn't cover. Once it comes time for more aggressive pain relief measures, um, all of that is something in the future that I don't think we see. I don't think we see how much our copays are adding up to be over time. I don't think that we see how expensive it is over time to not fix the root issues of what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's very, very connected in my brain. And other things that I think like you, you mentioned our copays and our medications and things like that. And sometimes I think we forget to think about, um, our last time at work, uh, how much time are we losing with our children? Because we've been pushing to be able to go to work that now on the weekend, when we're getting, we're supposed to be having family time, we're we're healing and we're not getting that quality and whatever, however you quantify that quality of time you get with your family, we miss it because of these pain cycles. Exactly. Things that you can't even put a number on. And I think when you can't put a number on it, you know, like time with your children, that's invaluable. I think it's almost hard to assign value to it sometimes because we're like, well, you know, like that's, I, that is very sad that I'm missing out on it, but I can't put a number on it. So I, I don't feel like I'm experiencing a monetary loss, but that really is. I mean, it's, it's affecting our mental health in that capacity. So now we're having to invest more into that. And it's, you know, just creating this kind of snowball effect of uh, tearing our lives down in a sense. And that's where I was just going to go with that is, is it creates the mental health implications, which then are A, costly, B, stress, C, the stress manifests into physical forms as well. And then we're just reoccurring through that cycle again. Exactly. Yeah. Even when I was, uh, you know, scaling this business and, and it was eating pretty big bites out of me at the time. My, one of my staff members would say, you know, you always get stressed and then you get sick. <laughs> she was just seeing that like almost every month. It was like, we would have a stressful event and then boom, I'd be like, okay, I'm out for the day guys. I'm just sick. And, and even though that was business related, it really is important that people can link those two together of like, why do I have so much pain? Why am I, you know, experiencing so much sickness in my body? Stress really is a big component of that. And it tends to kind of snowball and cycling together to become a bigger and bigger issue as it goes down the road so um not not to 
drop the, uh, you know, stress and pain and money and without any sort of resolution, um, what is one or two things you uh, could suggest to the audience um, about to, to help with that, to, to see light at the end of this uh, tunnel? There are a few. There are a few things. So I would definitely recommend to start to pay attention. I would, I would recommend start paying attention to what your body is saying to you. Start to pay attention to what your stress levels are saying to you. That's the first thing. If somebody doesn't even want to take any step further into a solution and they were just to practice one thing, that's what I would say. Like, oh, my body's talking to me. I can stand up. I can move. I can listen to that instead of pushing through. All my stress levels are talking to me. I can just take a moment to breathe. Like it leads into that, just that awareness alone leads into millions of little baby decisions that can collectively come together in a bigger, you know, puzzle of being able to heal. So if I were to say one thing, that's what I would say. The second thing that I would say is, you know, I wouldn't just exercise. I wouldn't just go to PT. I would, I would dig deep for solutions. I would dig deep for understanding the whys. Um, I personally do a lot of free, you know, like tutorials and educational videos um, on Instagram and TikTok at the Tracy Rodriguez. Um, so you can check those out, but like, I would recommend really digging into becoming the expert and coming out of that mentality of just going somewhere to feel better and then coming back and then pushing through and like coming, kind of coming out of the power through mentality and into the ownership mentality of like, this is my body. This is not the chiropractor's body. This is my body. And I want to enjoy this. Um, so those would be the two things I would say, like free, pretty simple, pretty easy, really good first steps, um, along with the millions of other things that I have in my mind that I could recommend. And then the third thing that I would say is we do a free week with our online virtual membership and, you know, it's accessible on, on your computer, on your phone. That would be a really easy way for you to go in as well and just get some trainings and get some ideas and get a, a video corrective exercise program for your pain points and just get some tools. I think that that would be a really good avenue as well for something really accessible. And I like that um, it's not it's not always just selling a thing like you were talking about stopping and listening. And I think sometimes we we're well, we have access to phones and uh, movies and music and podcasts and everything else on our phones at all times that it's really easy to listen to it when you're going to bed, listen to it in the car, listen to it when you're putting on your makeup and, and going for a walk and never actually stopping and listening to yourself and what your body is telling you. 100%. I said that's the biggest piece of healing out of anything is really starting to connect with yourself again, starting to connect with, I go, I go deep. I go a little gooey, ooey gooey with this, but when I equate your body talking to you to something, I equate it to your inner child. I mean, truly the people who learned to push through their body signals are the people who were not listened to as a child, typically who said they needed something, but somewhere down the road, they were told it didn't matter. And so they learned to internalize that as their, um, as their internal dialogue. If their bodies talk to them, it does not matter. They learned that somewhere. 
And so we really have to retrain that inner dialogue that if my body talks to me, it is literally a spiritual experience for me. Like I know I go ooey gooey with it, but if my body talks to me, I'm like, yeah, of course, like I treat my body like I would treat my child. Of course I would listen to you. Of course I would hold you. Of course I would, you know, stop doing something that's hurting you. 100, why would I even continue doing that? Right. And I think when we can make that mental switch, that's going to save you a load of money. <laughs> it's going to change the game. If you can really make that switch because your behaviors start to follow and the more you push through the pain, the more you're teaching your body to inflame. So if you can stop that cycle, you know, that's really where a lot of this change happens. I have a couple of things I want to say about that. Cause I, I love that you bring that up and that, that it, I, I hope and I am pushing towards getting towards a place in our society where it's still okay, where it is okay, not still, but where it becomes okay to say, hey, I need a mental health day. Hey, I can't drive to school today. I can't drive to work today. And I need, and, and having that room for grace for not only ourselves, but for other people as well. And that um, the money... And, and I've said this many, many times on this podcast, but it's not about making more money. Typically, it's about shifting the way we're living and the choices that we're making and being conscious of those choices so then our money goes further. Yeah, 100%. We have to come out of the temporary and into the long-term types of mentality. Like temporarily, maybe it saves you some money to go to work that day that you really honestly shouldn't. But you're going to spend so much more money if that becomes your life and it's not always work but like you said it's it's in situations where you have control right because a lot of people will listen to that and they'll say Tracy I'm a single mom you know there's no way I could call off of work if I needed to there's no way that I could not drive my kid to school right and that's where a lot of my clients get stuck is they're like oh my gosh I heard your your interview on this or I heard your video on this to not push through and like I work an hour away I have to drive in traffic like once I heard that I was done because I was like well there's no way I can stop pushing through what this is really about is in those moments when your body is talking to you pause, connect. What can I control in this situation? What can I not control? Right. And I always like to bring that back to my, my baby when she was newborn, my little Nora, uh, when she was newborn, I, it was the hardest pregnancy. I was, I was in bed for a lot of that pregnancy. It was really rough on me, uh, with different health issues. And once I had her, my body reacted much differently than the first time I had a baby. I had pain. Um, again, like flare-ups happen for different reasons. When she would cry, I would have to hold her. And as we know, holding a baby is it's, it causes injuries on the body. It's hard on the body in those moments. This was my time to shine and practice exactly what I was telling my clients pause, connect. She's crying, but I can still pause and connect. I don't have to react. It's not an emergency right now. Pause, connect. What can I control and what can't I control? I can't control she's crying. I can't control that I love my baby and I'm going to pick her up. I can control that I'm going to place a chair right here with a pillow that works well for my back so that I can sit down and stand up and take breaks. And you might hear that and be like, well, that's dumb. Like that's so inconsequential. Those are the baby decisions. Those little decisions that once you've made a million of them throughout the week, it equates preventing a whole bunch of stuff 
because we've listened to our bodies and thought in the gray area. And that's really challenging to do. And I think once we get into coaching with people, because we even have group coaching in this new app and membership site, once we get into coaching with people, that's when they're like, I didn't even think this was an issue for me. And it's only until you begin delving into that process that you realize that it is. And I like, I really like that your, your approach is really holistic in that it's not just do these exercises or just listen to your body. But on top of that, there's the group coaching. On top of that, there's the nutrition corner because nutrition plays a huge role. There's uh, ergonomics that take part in it. And, and it's ergonomics is one where you don't think about it until you realize, for example, when I was still in my corporate job, that I was in the car for four hours a day and it was awful on my back and it was that okay not only adjusting the seat and adjusting some of the things on how I was sitting in the car but also um pulling off the side of the road and getting out and stretching for two minutes every half hour to an hour made a huge difference in my ability my body's ability to do that for two years like I did um and and like you had said it's not the in the moment that two minutes that I'm stretching on the side of the road when I've only been driving for 30 minutes but it's that two minutes when I've been doing that for two years straight and I can't move exactly yeah and I think that that's you know that is typically how, why coaching support can be so helpful because it is those millions of different little decisions. And I think you do need to have some clear vision on what those decisions should look like in order to be able to take those steps. Because, you know, when I heard that, I wanted to say, yeah, you really have to trust the process to actually trust that that two minutes will mean anything. But I think trusting the process means you have to actually know the process. And so for that, it is helpful to actually have somebody in there telling you those things to do that do add up to a million different little things that build into a bigger picture of appealing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to touch on uh, on your new program ever so briefly. Can you talk about the different um, sections that are available mm-hmm. within it? Yes. So within this, it's a membership site. It's accessible on your phone and on your computer. Um, We are coming out with an app for this, which is the exact same thing as just an app form as a free add-on. So anybody who gets their membership, they have that as a free add-on and the different sections. So the first one I want to point out is group coaching calls. These happen every single week with me. So I am literally on a Zoom call with everybody there. I can see their bodies. I can see what's happening. It's all streaming from within that program site. It actually, you can actually like turn on your own camera from the program site. It's stream Zoom there. It's really amazing. And um, we're able to go through corrective exercises, coaching, talking about the millions of different things, the holistic picture. Um, fixing root issues going on head to toe. That's really important. And then outside of that, they have a program to follow. So they have a video corrective exercise program. And this program, it tells them, you know, different tools that will be helpful. And it actually has five days a week, every week that they have exercises to follow for that day. Those exercises can range anywhere from literally breathing the right way and just being able to have neuromuscular activation, which just involves lying there 
to actually doing exercises that will strengthen those muscles that you know, will hold your body together. Um, so you're able to get something that matches for everybody. Um, but those weekly calls are where I teach you how to make that really work for your body. You also have an ergonomic tutorial corner where you can go through ergo tutorials of how to drive pain-free, how to sleep pain-free, how to cook pain-free, how to work at your desk pain-free, how to stand pain-free. I mean, we've really looked at all the different things that are triggering pain and teaching your body the biomechanics of how to do that in a way that actually heals you. Uh, we have the nutritionist corner where our... Um, program nutritionist from the work pain free program. She does some trainings in there. We have, um, some really helpful recipes in there so that you can, you know, heal your system, not just one part of it. Um, what else do we have? We have a community there where everybody can connect with one another, have conversations and yeah, I don't even know if I'm missing anything, but I think that's pretty much the gist of it. Oh, um, I think I saw on there the, the, pain tracker. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Forgetting something. So the pain tracker, what this is, it's this essentially a journal. You take this little quiz every day that you have high pain and it takes you through the different triggers of what's going on. Like, okay, let's look at your nutrition. What's going on there? Your hydration, simple, easy peasy. Most people think to themselves, oh, it, it looks pretty good until we ask specific questions. And it's like, oh yeah, that might be a trigger. And then we look at your stress levels and we look at your repetitive positions, what positions are causing you pain. After that, that's really your little quiz to make you the expert. You're the one who looks at that and you see, okay, this is why I have pain, right? I always say, let's assign logic to pain. Let's not just assume it just happens to us. Again, coming out of that victim mentality and into like, there are reasons why this is happening. So that points out the triggers. You then take your triggers and you look for trainings in your program because we have like 30 plus trainings in there. You look for trainings to heal those triggers going on for you that day. So it's really designed for you to be the expert and for you to know the whys and the hows so that you don't need us anymore. And I also want to point out that um, when you say you've got exercises, you know, five days a week, don't let that overwhelm you. Like, it's it's sometimes it's minutes um the breathing exercise you can do in the car or in the shower or you know something like that or in bed um where it's not okay now I have to trying to figure out an hour to cut out of my day it's like it's not like that and um I don't know that I've ever broken a sweat working on this mm -hmm. so but it it still helps do all the, I, I'm going to say magical things because it really is kind of magic to get your muscles to do their jobs and your other muscles to stop trying to control everything. And then your body all of a sudden feels a heck of a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that we say in group coaching, which again, if you do check the heal program out, I would definitely say go to those calls because that will be your bread and butter there. Um, one of the things that we say, we teach people how to base what their body is feeling, like base your exercises off of what your body is feeling. Really, that's the way to heal is to listen to your body. So instead of looking at this as like, okay, five days of exercises, I have to do it every single day. I instead tell people repeat this day as many times as you need. Take as much time as you need on this. You need a day off. Your body's saying don't. You know, it's really much more of an intuitive process of like, oh, five days causes you stress. Start to do three and build sustainable habits. It's much more that than it is like, 
do five days a week. Come on, like let's do a boot camp here. It's more so what is your body saying to you? Let me coach you through how to listen to that and kind of build your plan around that. I give you a nice foundation baseline of that five days, but really it's much more what I would want to see in you is just being able to listen and respond to your body. And that's success 100%. Yeah, the listening and responding to your body, there was a point in in my working with you where my brain was capable of doing more and my body wasn't. And you actually told me to slow down because I was like, I can do this. I can do this. My body's like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that, again, it's that slowing down and listening for a minute. So you're listening to what your body really needs instead yeah. of what you think you should be doing. Yeah. Letting go of the should be's and yeah, that's, that's everything. And I also want to point out with these exercises because of something you said before that a lot of people who do these exercises actually start to see physical changes in their bodies, which is so weird. Like they are always weirded out. Like we will just literally active, like squeeze muscles in, you know, sessions, like in group coaching sessions. And the next day they'll be sore for people or people will start to say to me, like, I actually have abs now. And that's not the goal, the, you know, the goal of anything that we do. It's just kind of like a really fun perk of what happens that when your muscles actually start to learn how to do their jobs, they start to learn how to do their jobs. And then everything starts to change for your body. Right. Yeah. It's, it's such a fun, um, process, especially for those of us that have been in, in chronic pain, um, autoimmune conditions, things like that to start seeing those shifts from you just have to deal with this to um, getting to thrive. Yeah, that's the goal, 100%. Um, Okay, so as we're getting towards the end of our conversation, um, I just want to shift a a little bit again um, and talk about your family. So um, how have you used what you've learned to start your children out with either good habits, uh, money or health or both? I love that question. So this is everything to me. I mean, they are everything to me. And um, as you know, and you know, many of the listeners probably won't, I personally have EDS, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It is a connected tissue disease where like nobody told me this when I was stuck in my pain, um, where a lot of people with this condition are in wheelchairs, they're in bed, like it really drastically impacts people's quality of life. And especially when I see my, my wonderful, amazing, athletic, super fun son, he's a toddler, he's four years old, I guess not toddler anymore. I see some of the signs of this and I am always trying to instill in both my children, right? Oh, you feel this going on? Here's what you can do about it. You take a step toward healing that and your body listens. Like I'm always trying to instill in their mindsets, like, oh, my body's talking to me. Oh, I can listen to it. And it actually becomes something that we rejoice over after they've done that. Like your back is hurting, you know, or, or this is going on. Here's something that you can do. And then he does it and then it feels better. And we're like, woo, you do something, your body listens, you're able to heal. Like, you know, it's this 
like really positive setup for them. And a lot of that as well is a lot of prevention of, you know, if I see them sitting with W knees, which is a really common childhood problem with kids with hypermobility and different things. Um, you know, I'm just like strong knees and then they do it like, you know, high fives, like really instilling this kind of mentality of, of prevention instead of catching up. And of if your body talks to you, it's a really positive, fun thing to listen. And then it, your body listens to you and you get to feel better. And that's a great thing. And it's so far, even though they're so young, been a very fun process to see. And it gives me a lot more confidence in their quality of life in the future. Uh, and, and I mean, it's something that we kind of, as a society, we're trained to teach our children to not listen to their bodies. Like if it's cold, you have to wear a coat. Um, if I put this food on your plate, you have to eat it and really kind of unlearning that. So like, I mean, we both live in the Pacific Northwest. It was raining this morning. I asked my son, do you want to wear a coat? And he goes, I don't know. I said, okay, go, go out on the porch and you decide. I always bring a coat for him because he often changes his mind. But if he says no, he's listening to his body. He's choosing. He's making that. And and I can't be the person to tell him that his body is wrong and he has to wear a coat. He runs warmer than I do. Um, and then same thing with like food and things like that. So I, I really appreciate that, that um, you're instilling that like you said, uh, from the start, instead of preventative or instead of having to be retaught to listen to our bodies, because we're doing that now. And it would have been so much easier if we would have been taught to listen to our bodies, you know, way back when, right? Absolutely. That's so important. And instilling the power, like you have the power to choose, like your son has the power to choose what he wants to do and to see you know, where he wants to go. And I think that's the same, you know, in that health aspect with, with what I do with my children of like, you have the power to make your body feel better. You are not helpless. If your body feels this way, you are not helpless. You can take steps and your body can feel better. And I think that that really sets us up to have behaviors that follow. And it does not mean that everything's perfect. And it does not mean that you'll never get hurt. And, you know, I really want to be careful with clarifying that because I think so many people go through chronic pain and it would be, you know, you would hear that and just basically be like, oh, you're saying it's me. Right. And that's never, the, that's not the case at all. But what I am saying is if you have the tools and the knowledge, and then you have the behaviors to follow it up. Right. And if it all comes together in that whole picture, then your body can heal. Right. I always want to come out of that place of my body can't heal because then we will never see it heal. If we're in a place of like, my body just can't. We'll never take a leap to be able to get there. We'll never take the steps to be able to get there. So that's kind of where I want them to have that approach as they're getting older. Well, and I'm hearing you um, empowering them to listen to their own bodies in the same way that you're empowering your clients to listen to their own bodies. Yeah. Yep. And I'm empowering myself and my husband, <laughs> all of us. Yeah, it's that that reminder that our bodies are know what they need. Um and and not that we're not that it well and like you like you said, it's not that it's only us and it's all in our head or something like that, but if it, it's taking that minute to stop because we just we just kind of rush through 
life if we're not careful and to stop and think whether it be about our our habits or stop and listen, I guess I should say, whether it be about our health habits or our money habits or our spending or whatever the thing is, but to, to just stop and listen for a minute. 100%. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I have just a couple of questions left. Um, one is what kind of um, uh, resources or mentors have you used um have you used and and who do you recommend um for your I would say for uh in business we'll we'll just do a business because I'm sure that there's lots of recommendations you could give us um so just resources that I kind of learn from as far as my business goes. I love Rachel Peterson. She's mainly like a social mar- media marketing person, but I really value her um, just marketing approach. And it's very, you know, based in value and helping people and serving people. So I really enjoy her. Um, yeah, I would say that um, <laughs> I honestly, I paid most attention to, to marketing people. That's really kind of like, what I'm focused on right now is being able to kind of share the word in a way that feels really good and authentic. And like, it's really serving people and building a presence there. So I would say that's been my biggest focus. I appreciate that you're um, attaching marketing and serving others together. Um, One of, of my mentors um, says that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you want. And so if what they want is, you know, pain relief or, less stress or whatever, then, um, then that gets to happen for you and for others. Yeah, absolutely. That's honestly my main goal, especially now with something that I feel is like so much more accessible with what I offer, um, as a membership. When I look at my social media now, I just want to serve. Like, that's really what I want to do is just really help as many people as I possibly can, whether that's for free or if it's, you know, through the membership or whatever. Um, And that feels really good. That feels much, much better than the pressure that was carried with scaling to, you know, a much larger staff and kind of, it feels a lot better to be able to like, just think about how can I serve people with information that can help them heal. So that's been really fun. Awesome. Um, okay. So you, I know you already mentioned both your, your online program and your, uh, social media, but will you recap those once again? So, um, we can see where people can learn more about you and your business and work with you, um, in the future. Definitely. So people can, um, sign up for a free week trial of the heal with Tracy program at healwithtracy.com healwithtracy.com and you can just sign up right there um, for a free week and you even get those co- that coaching call every week with me even in your free trial so um, options there start at five dollars per month and, and go from anywhere from five to twelve dollars per month depending on the option you choose um, so really accessible and doable and then for social media uh, you can find me tiktok or instagram at the tracy rodriguez And I really strive to serve people with my content there, um, especially people with chronic pain. Yeah, you post a lot of really good reels that help um, not only remind me of things that I've already been taught, but it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know about that. And they're easy to to share with others because they're reels. Um, 
to uh, say, oh, yeah, I heard my friend saying they were in pain in this way. And here's a video that's really nice and, and free <laughs> and still serving. Love that. That's totally the goal. Okay, so last question. What does wealthy mean to you? Wealthy to me means living the life that you want and knowing that you deserve it and yeah, being able to take the holistic steps in your entire life, not just with money, but it truly means having the time you want, being with the people you want to be with um, and having the abundance as well. Thank you so, so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate your your time and the value you've provided today. I have loved it so much. I really appreciate the opportunity as well. Thank you so much for supporting myself and the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. For more free content, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter at wantingtowealthy.com slash subscribe. Please share the podcast with someone you think can get value from it and screenshot yourself listening and share it on social media. I would love it if you tag me at Wanting to Wealthy when you do. If you are ready to take the next step for yourself and your financial journey, become a community member at patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy the wanting to wealthy podcast was produced recorded and edited by myself ashley hogan